Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to read a couple of scriptures, Ephesians 5. Uh, if you would turn there with me in just a moment. Uh, and so uh, last week uh, we talked about leaving and cleaving. And uh, I want to uh, run a statistic by you again. It kind of um, uh, gives weight to, to what I'm going to say today. It's interesting, uh, some of you, your grandparents or, or great-grandparents, my grandparents for sure, uh, lived through the Great Depression. Uh, they had no money. They were desperate. So that means uh, they didn't go on dates. They didn't go out. They didn't eat out. I can remember as a kid, I never ate out. Uh, my dad said, son, you don't know what they're doing back there in that kitchen. And as I get older, I was, I was in uh, Malaysia. Connie and I, we love this Chinese restaurant. And one night, I don't know why, we just, I don't know how, it's because where we parked, I kind of walked around behind, and here was Grandma washing uh, all the plates and everything, and she had her bare feet in the tub. She was washing everything in. And so you don't know what they're doing back there. Amen. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, but uh, my point is, uh, they didn't go on vacation. Uh, they didn't eat out. They didn't have dates. They had no money. And yet, they did far better with marriage than this generation. I was just in Houston. I can't believe the restaurants in Houston. Uh, they told me it, uh, for years it was the fattest city in America, and now I think it's number two. But it was, uh, I mean, re- unbelievable. And packed. Restaurants packed. Not just, you know, you go to military towns. When they get paid their part. But, uh, so why was it? Why was it? Why, with, with not all the frills and all the things, many times people seem to think, if I, uh, if I had that, our marriage would be fantastic. And normally it has something to do with money. Uh, so I want to, I've been talking about leaving and cleaving and the dynamics of, of uh, marriage out of Ephesians 5. Uh, And so, uh, the Bible says for this reason, a man and woman shall leave their mother and father, cleave together, and become one flesh. Oneness. They'll become one. And so, uh, the question is, how does that happen? How does that function? What's God's design, and what's God's formula, uh, so that works? And so, the formula is uh, love and submission. Uh, without love, uh, there will be no submission voluntarily. You may be in the military and submit because of a paycheck, etc., or be a court martial. And so, the tribute of love is submission. It takes love to submit. Love encourages submission. And one of the, and so it works, these these two flow together. Uh, And when you're lovable, it's easier to submit to you. Uh, Love your wives like Christ loved the church and and gave himself for it. We're going to look at that, but... It's easy to submit to someone who will save you. 
unless you've just really been out of shape and twisted and been hurt a lot, etc. But these, this is God's chemistry. This is God's design. If you're going to have any kind of quality of marriage or longevity of marriage, these two factors of life must be activated. They must be working in your marriage. It takes time to leave and cleave together. And so uh, I talked a number of things last week and uh, um, all the some dynamics there. But I want to read Ephesians 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. The husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband. Let me say every male, every man, to your own husbands in everything. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church gave himself for it. Then it makes these incredible revelations that he might sanctify, cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. And uh, we probably won't get through all of this today. Verse 28, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own body. Probably get to that next week. He who loves his wife loves himself. So, verse 33, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife. doesn't say love everybody's wife. You love your own wife. It doesn't say submit to every man. It says submit to your own husband. Okay. Uh, in particular, so love his own wife as himself. Let the wife see that she respects her husband. And so... Um, I need a few verses. Does someone get for me Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2? Who will get that? Yes, Daniel, if you get that. Uh, Romans 5, 5, uh, if you get that, Alex. Uh, uh, and then maybe we want to read um, 5, 25 again in Ephesians. Who will get that? Uh, <coughs> if you uh, get that point. So the question is, um, in our text... Uh, uh, in um, Ephesians 5.22, it says these incredible words. Uh, it talks about wives and then for uh, 23, uh, it says uh, husbands hate the wife. And then it talks about how he's to love his wife. So I need uh, Ephesians 5.1 and 2 if you'd read that. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and give, gave him, given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Okay, he says, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. Uh, this theme runs through Ephesians. Uh, and so, uh, sacrificial love is what this is talking about. Uh, it's an agape love. Uh, it's the way Christ loved the church. And if you study the Scriptures, we're the bride of Christ. 
And so Paul is linking these two great revelations together, right? And so, uh, what kind of love is this? How, how do you describe this sacrificial love? It's not dependent upon being loved in return. Christ loved you when you didn't love Him. That's number one. In other words, this love is not dependent upon your wife's response. That's, 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 and none of this is easy. I'm not going to say it's easy. That's why we're seeing you've got to have the Holy Spirit. But uh, uh, sometimes it's easy to love people that love you. Or they respond correctly. They, uh, they return in kind. But this agape love um, is not dependent upon your wife's response. Also in this thought in the Greek, this is a commitment to love. It's a decision to love regardless of the circumstances. Sir, you will choose how you will love your wife. You will set the limits, the boundaries, the conditions, or the demands. That's what most people do. I love you, but there's conditions. I love you, but I'm I'm putting some demands. And there's a limit. Don't push me over my limit. I will love you on my terms. I'll love you for how you look. If you start looking bad, I ain't loving you anymore. I will love you on how you make me feel. I will love you on how you will perform. Remember the sermon I preached a few weeks ago, uh, the love of a father, and I talked about uh, is uh, loving your daughter. So they understand they are love-worthy, that it's unconditional. They don't have to perform to be loved. And so this is the kind of love. Uh, uh, but many times, I, I will love you on my terms. I will choose how and when I will love you. That's, that's a mindset of the world. That's a mindset of self. Romans... Uh, But you see, love, and you've heard me preach this for years, is a choice. Love is a commitment. That's agape love. It's a love of choice and commitment. Romans 5.5 And hope makes not a stand, because the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Hey, the love of God, if you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. In other words, if you're going to love your wife uh, like Christ loved the church, um, this sacrificial love, you're going to have to have the Holy Spirit of God. It's not going to be natural. It's only possible by God's love. That's why a lot of times marriages that are a disaster, the couple gets saved, they begin to live for God, and things begin to shift and change over time. There's healing and enlargement. And so in, in one respect, I could say, 
How you love your wife is a reflection of how much the Spirit of God lives in you. How much He's active in you. Love is willing to yield. It is not selfish. Verse 25. He gave Himself for her. The word self is in there. He gave up self for her. He gave up self for her. What does that mean? What does self say in life, in relationship? I'm, I'm tired of her. I want somebody else. I've been married to her for ten years or him. What would it be like to be with someone else? He's not meeting my needs the way I want him to. That's self. She demands too much of me. That's self. I don't need you. That's self. And so he gave up himself, died for the church. Let me ask you, husbands, how often do you crucify your desires, your plans, what you want to do to love your wife? How often do you do that? Or do you tell her your plans? And, and I've been guilty. Or do you ask her what she would like to do? See, this is not just terminology. Husband, love your wife like Christ loved you, and gave himself. He gave up self for her. Do you listen to her? Only time you touch her is when you want sex. What are you giving your wife to submit to? Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. He gave himself. He said, I love the church. I love you so much that I gave myself for you. What did, what did Jesus do for you? For you to be saved, what did Jesus do for you? He pursued you. Holy Spirit, conviction, He pursued you. Uh, he... Well, he died for you, and he paid a debt for you. <clears throat> you paid a debt for your wife if you were throwing under the bus. <clears throat> he covered us. He delivered us. How does Christ talk to you? We'll get to that. How do you talk to your wife? So, a selfless love is like Jesus' love. 
This, he loves us continually. He loves you through your seasons. Jesus loved you when you were moody and emotional. When you were bummed out. When you were saying stupid things. When you were doing stupid things. That's how He loved you. He loved us continually. You, I mean, you read about the love of Christ and it's... He said, and so Paul is saying... This is how I want you. I want you to love your wife continually. I mean, you know, women have moods. And, and it can change at the snap of a finger, man. You can, you can leave for work in the morning and it's like heaven. And you come home and, and it's, it's like a tornado, a hurricane, and, and clouds moved into your house. Do you continue to love her? In every season. How many got some self in you? All of us. How many know self is difficult to control and it's even more difficult to sacrifice or die? It's hard enough just to control self, let alone sacrifice it. <clears throat> How many men? I want what I want. I want what I want. I don't want to give up my life for nobody. I don't want to give up my time. That's my time. That's my money. Mine. My plans. That's my desire. That's what I want to do. I really want to do it. That's what I want to buy. That's what I want to buy. I've counseled couples where the guy, man, I mean, it's embarrassing to hear the story. I mean, he's buying, I mean, it's amazing things he buys. And she wants a pair of shoes, and uh, she has to go through penance for three months. You know, and hear it be arranged. And, and yet, when he wants something, always got money for it. To be a adult toy, to be a tool, to be anything. Well, we got the money. But if she wants it, oh, we don't have any money. <clears throat> Submit, woman. See, this is a selfless love. It's not a love, okay, 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 but you resent it. Or you dribble it out begrudgingly. Or you, I may give you a little love, but it's got a lot of attitude with it. Okay, 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 I know, i got to love you, but you make everything now you do for the next two hours miserable. That's, that's not that's not selfless love. That's not that's not God, and it's hard to cleave to someone. It's much easier to submit and cleave to someone who loves you. Is that how you love your wife, husband? That's how you give yourself. See, we're not talking about some. Uh, 
Willingly, Agape willingly loves your wife. And you have to trust God to do that. Amen. Luke 17, 33, if someone will get that for me quickly. And then 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Uh, who will get for me uh, Luke 17, 33? Does someone have that already or not? Uh, Robert, good to have Robert back today. Praise the Lord. So uh, then I need uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Who will get that? Adam, if you get that. Russ, if you get Jeremiah 33, 10, and 11. And then I need Hebrews 13, 15. Fred, if you get that. Are you ready, Robert? Uh, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will keep it. Okay. When you love your wife like Christ loved the church, you're losing your you're losing your life. But he said, that's where you find it. See, remember what I'm talking about. God's design, the two ingredients that you bring to the table of covenant, is what it is, or cleaving, is you bring love and submission. If you're selfish, you'll never cleave. If you're a rebel, you'll never cleave. You can sit here, build your case for being a rebellious wife or an all crazy and everything, but you'll never cleave. This is God's design. This is not Woman's Day or GQ or whatever the latest or, or old Phil Face or whoever it might be. Uh, uh, but this is God's word on how to cleave together. Okay. If you don't love your wife like this, she'll be frustrated. And you will become restless and aggravated with her. And if you're not careful, right here is where they begin to look for a way out. They begin to look for an exit. And today, no-fault divorce and everything is so easy to walk. Selfless love, listen, men, you have to fight against the pressures of lust, anger, getting irritated and all uptight, porn, adultery. This kind of love is covenant love. This kind of love is not going to degrade your wife by her catching you watching porn. This kind of love is not going to degrade her by you having some kind of affair, sexual lust affair somewhere. This kind of love fights those things. Jesus tempted in all points, yet without sin. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself. He gave up self. Wherever you submit to God and the Lord and the Holy Spirit, it releases this ability to love your wife. 
and to love. First Corinthians 15, 31, if you read that. I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. I die daily, Paul said. Think about Jesus' love for his bride, the church. <clears throat> the church wasn't the way he wanted her to be when he died for her. I mean, Peter just—I mean, Peter just got through cursing. In other words, this love is not dependent upon you have to be the way I want you to be, or I'm not going to love you. Jesus loved you when you wasn't the way He wanted you to be. He loved you when you disappointed Him. He didn't trade you in for another model when you didn't measure up to His expectations. Pastor, she nagged, 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 nagged. She's a bag of nags. She doesn't listen to me. No respect. Complains on and on. Doesn't that sound like you? When it comes to Christ? He still loves you. Right? Complain. Say stupid things to God and about God. Times you don't respect Him, didn't respect Him. You didn't listen. How many here, there's times you didn't listen to God? Of course, you've been saved more than 24 hours. But yet, many times when it comes to loving our wife, we don't want to love like that. I love her as long as she pleases me. I love her as long as she does everything I want her to do. Love has a language. Jeremiah 33, 10 and 11. Thus says the Lord, again there shall be heard in this place of which you say it is desolate, without man or without beast, in the cities of Judah, and the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate, without man and without inhabitant and without beast. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride. The okay, here's the voice of the bride, okay, and the voice of the bridegroom, okay. The voice of those who would say, Praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever, and of those who would bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as the first of the Lord. So the voice of the bridegroom and the bride is the voice of praise. Listen to me, man. Your wife desperately, desperately needs you to verbally Express your appreciation for her. I love you. Love you, honey. Love you. Oh, I thank God for you. Thank God you're my wife. Thank God I got you. Wow. They, and, and so uh, we enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving, okay? But she needs to hear how much you appreciate her over and over that's the language of love. In the past, it may have been verbal abuse. 
How does Jesus speak to you? How do you talk to your wife? Remember this guy years ago in Sparta, Illinois. Many, many years ago. He said, I told my wife when we got married I loved her. I told her if anything changes, I'll let her know. They're divorced today. They're divorced today. How do you talk to your wife? How do you speak to her? Do you, do you because you bestow, did you call her, you, you got the, these ver, verbal abuse, stupid, lazy, use the B word on her, who knows what else. How do you talk to her? How, what do you say to her? Say mean, cruel things to her? How do you talk to her? Why did Jesus talk to you like that? Why did He use those words on you? Because her dignity and her security and her self-worth as, as a human being is very much linked to the words you speak to her. Is there appreciation? We enter His courts, we enter His gates. Hebrews 13 and 15. Did I get that somewhere? Therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with the sacrifice of God is well pleased. Obey those who rule over you, and be submissive, for they watch out for your soul. Okay, that's good. As those who must give a tongue, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable. So you enter his gates, there's, there's uh, as you praise, as you bestow appreciation. Honey, that was a fine meal. You've heard me and Connie talk about her first spaghetti dinner and her can of hunts tomato sauce. <laughs> Cold, right out of the can. Wow, baby. <laughs> We're living on the beach in Oceanside, Ocean Beach, California. And uh, uh, what do you say? How do you speak to it? There's, there's doors that are open that allow... If you're going to cleave, you have to go through doors. Doors have to... You have to have access to cleave. There has to be ingress. How many times? You never talk to me. You never talk to me. Pastor, you never talk to me. What's she saying? What's she saying? He, he, never, he, never, he never talks to me. Talks to everybody but me. You know, love has the language. Love has the tone of voice.
How do you speak to your wife? When you talk to her. It conveys that she has value. You spend time with your wife. You spend time together. Where you just talk. And, and, and you, you know how it is when you're dating many times. Connie and I used to listen to one another breathe on the phone. I was in the military. And uh, I'd go out on the pier when I did. I'd call her. It cost me money to listen to her breathe. Payphone on the dock. But sometimes people, they, there's problems in their marriage, not because of their abusive language. There is no language. Silence. And so here he makes an incredible statement. Look with me at verse 26. Uh, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. In other words, your words have the ability to sanctify. What does that word mean? Let me let me pause a minute. Uh, get a little, what, what does that word mean? What does sanctify mean? Anybody? What does sanctify mean? Yes. Pardon? Okay, to set apart has the thought of sacredness also. But your words are going to cause her to leave and be set apart to you, cleave to you. Your words sanctify her. Separates her from evil, from others, from the world. To cleave to you. How do you talk to your wife? Do your words sanctify her? How many ever read Song of Solomon? It's almost, I get embarrassed when I read it. I mean, you start going through these words. Why? Woo! What? <laughs> That's why I didn't read any of it. You read it on your own time. Amen. <laughs> but, I mean, the words. My goodness, the words. How do you talk to your wife? Does it sanctify her? Do you pray over your wife? You cover her with your prayers. This is this is the love of Christ, and then he makes this statement about cleansing her, washes her. Your words have the ability to wash away her past wounds, wash away iniquities. Stains, things that have stained or bruised her or disfigured her. Your love and your words have this incredible ability to cleanse her from sometimes uh, past sins and past involvements and, and past heartbreaks and abuse. How do you talk to your wife?
wash her from past pain. And she begins to shine. And you've heard me say before, I can tell many times about a marriage. Uh, after they've been married a few months, I'll look at the wife. And I've seen them. I, I've, I've, I've one case, I've, I, can't, I think Pastor Fowles was on staff and, and these people, they, this couple left the church. Uh, they came back and over the wedding and, and I saw her walking down the aisle and I leaned over and I said, my God. It's like she was this young, vibrant woman. And she's coming down the aisle maybe a year later and she looked like a, a rose that had been crushed and stomped on. I asked her sister after that, and her sister told me, yeah, he verbally, verbally abused his her. She was like a shell. Her whole spirit, her countenance. I've seen others that because of their husband's prayers, his love, his language, it's like they just... Their dignity and confidence and self-esteem and value as a human being, they shine. Let me uh, uh, give a little uh, word to the wives. Listen to me. Listen to your husband. Listen to your, to your husband. Listen to his dreams. His plan. Listen when he talks to you about his vision and what he wants to be in life and the family. Can I give you wives some advice? Don't interrupt him every minute and correct him. Men hate that. I've been out with pastors before. I'm talking to him and she's correcting everything he says. Or she's. I'm asking him and she's answering No wonder the ministry's in the Bible. Don't, don't, especially in public. Some, some women, it's like, it's like, it's like their purpose in life is to correct their husband. Some things don't matter. Let him be wrong and have dignity. It don't matter. Some things in life don't matter. Okay? It don't matter. If it was uh, April 22nd, 1903, or if it was April 24th, 1903. They don't change the story. It's not critical. He said the chairs were blue, and you said, no, no. No, they weren't blue, honey. No. They weren't blue. They were red. Don't you remember? And the, and the frame was black with little white tips on the end of it. And we sat in row 27 now. The third one from the end. And this is the songs they sing in church. And by then, he don't want to talk. And he'll resent you. He will resent you. And you wonder why he don't want to be with you. Don't always be corrected and interrupting him. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, a woman who will listen to her man, he'll die for you. I fly a lot. And it's interesting, these stewardess. <laughs> and because I fly a lot, sometimes they just upgrade me. And some of these stewardess will come up and they just, they got a gift. 
it, it's like when they look at you and talk to you, it's like you're the most important person on the planet. Other, others come up. And you're afraid they're going to spill something on you. Things, I mean, they're just radiating nastiness. Better quit, praise your Lord, Amen. But husband, let me ask you: How do you love your wife? Do you love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave it? Do you sacrifice self so your wife can be loved? When it comes to your time, comes to your plan, comes to your money. You sacrifice that she can be loved. Praise the Lord. Amen. Next week. Get ready, ladies. Next week. Your turn.